everyone, welcome back to Historically Haunted. My name is Ariel and this episode is actually a bonus episode that I made back in January for my Patreon members. I decided to post this bonus episode because my last episode, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, ended up only being about 30 minutes and I usually try to keep mine between 40 and 50 minutes or even over an hour if I can. So I felt really bad for it being so short, so I thought, well, I have this really fun episode that I did for my, just my Patreons, and I thought that you guys might like to hear it too. A little bit is cut out in the beginning because I had some announcements that you guys don't really need to listen to because it was just for my Patreon members, and the formula will be a little different. I also mentioned some photos that I posted on my Patreon page, but those are only for my Patreon members. So if you want to Google Island of the Dolls yourself, you can see exactly what I showed my Patreons, especially if you go to Google Maps, you can see one of those aerial shots of it and they even have one of the photos that go down the canals and you can see for yourself just how creepy this place is. But I hope that you guys enjoy. This is the haunted island of the dolls found in Mexico and it is really creepy. So I hope that you guys enjoy this bonus episode. Thanks for listening. Alright, so let's dive right into this episode. Do dolls creep you out? Personally, they do and they don't for me. I hated Barbie growing up because when I was a kid in the 90s, they always portrayed her as more of the housewife or girly girl type. And I was more on the tomboy side of things where I was always playing outside in the woods and loved to get muddy. But my idea of completely hating dolls changed when I got my first American Girl doll. My mom got it for me and she got me one from the what is called the Look Like Me doll collection and she started reading me the books and I fell in love with them. Soon after I got the Samantha doll as well and I love them because the books dealt with real world issues and showed that girls can be strong and be independent and brave and I still own my two American Girl dolls right now and I have fond memories of playing with them when I was growing up. That being said, if I suddenly walked into a room full of dolls, I would probably leave. Especially those old Victorian-era porcelain dolls. I always think they are staring at me. What does not help me feel better about old dolls is there are so many stories of them being haunted, cursed, or even sometimes possessed. Today, I am going to look into a notorious island that is full of dolls. Get ready for some truly creepy stories coming out of this episode. So if you want to turn on that light, right now might be a good time. On the outskirts of Selchimilco, Mexico, lays an ancient system of canals that were built by the Aztecs. The Aztecs built the canal system to be able to access water from a nearby spring for their crops and used it for transportation. The canals have extremely small man-made islands spread out throughout the canal system. 
During the early 1900s, the Mexican Revolution caused a lot of death in the region. There was a big battle in Selchimilco, and by the end of it, it left almost none of the natives living in the town alive. The bodies were supposedly dumped in the canal system, and the whole canals were full of rotten bodies. People in the area still find human remains at the bottom of the canals. Now, I want to say, I heard that last part about still finding human remains from Zach Baggins from the Ghost Adventures TV show, and I could not find much evidence to back up that exact claim. However, I did come across articles about the battle that did in fact happen in Selchimilco. So I know that happened. Were the bodies dumped in the canals? I mean, it does make sense to me looking at it from an aerial view. Right where the canal system is, there's not a lot of land space, so it does make sense. But I still couldn't find, for me, definitive proof to back up the claim that bodies were dumped in the water and they're still finding skeletal remains. However, I did come across many articles claiming that people in the area who live there do in fact think that the canals are very cursed and haunted. They think that the haunts are due to people who died in the revolution and they think that the curses come from actual ancient Aztec spirits that still might be lingering along the canals. So people definitely feel the whole area has a bad vibe and some people refuse to even go near Selchimilco. These canals are also famous for La Llorona sightings. Many of you might remember I covered this terrifying spirit in my Monstrous Moments segment for my Whaley House episode. She is a really scary legend and many sightings of her still come from this area today. Even though there is still the claims of the canals being cursed, there is still popularity for tourists to go to this area. They take really pretty gondola boats out into the canals to look around and there are food vendors and things like that. However, there is one place that many people, even uh, people who own the boats, refuse to go to. On a small island in the canals sits an island full of dolls. This is called Island of the Dolls, and I find it so creepy. There are literally thousands of decaying, decrepit-looking dolls strung up on fencing, hanging from trees, nailed to trees, and covering every inch of all the huts that are on this tiny island. Please check out a picture I'm going to post of the island on Patreon so you guys can get an idea if you've never seen it. It is really creepy and it's kind of hard to explain if you've never seen it before. The reason these dolls are here is because of a man named Don Julian Santana Barrera. Don Julian went to the island in the 1950s. The reason why he went to the island is different based on who you ask. One of the reasons given is that he was a grieving widower who left for the island to find solitude after being so sad after losing his wife. Another story is said that for reasons unknown, he suddenly left his family in the 1950s and moved to the island to be by himself. Another story says that he was never married and just wanted to live alone. Regardless of why he moved there, here is the reason he started hanging the dolls on his small island. Now, before I go on, I wanted to give you guys an idea of the size of this island. It is super small and skinny. The area where all the dolls are is um, very small and you can easily walk from one side to the other in just a few minutes. So I just wanted to give you the scope of the island so that way you can keep in mind as to how this place feels and is so packed with dolls. All these dolls have been left to the elements too. So some are missing heads, some are missing body parts. There are also just doll heads hanging all over the place, random arms and legs. I put some screenshots up that I took from Google Earth and I'll put them on the Patreon page. So if you guys want to look at that, you more than welcome to. But I warn you, it's creepy. Okay, now that you have all that in mind, let's get into the reason for Island of the Dolls. 
One afternoon, Don Julian was fishing at the edge of his island when he looked over and he saw a little girl floating in the water. He jumped into the water and tried to save her but did not get to her in time and she died. He was so upset and full of guilt. Very soon after this incident, he saw a doll floating in the water in the same place the little girl's body was found. He fished it out of the canal and took it as a sign from the little girl. He tried to honor the girl by hanging the doll near the spot where she died. Shortly after doing so, he began to hear voices of a little girl saying she wanted her doll. He became scared of the spirit and started to collect more and more dolls. Some say he tried to appease her with them, others say he was trying to scare her away. Whatever he was trying to do, it didn't matter, because the spirit of the little girl became more demanding with every doll she was given. She began to torment Don Julian to get him to bring her more dolls. This is why he started collecting as many dolls and doll pieces as he could, and hung them up around his island. Soon the dolls themselves began to act possessed. They would move, walk, and even talk. Terrified, Don Julian continued collecting more dolls to try to appease and calm the never-ending barrage of spirits. He did this for 50 years until he was found dead in the exact same place that the little girl had drowned. This incident left many locals in the area wondering if the little girl was a girl at all, or if she was one of the thousands of spirits from the canal who wanted more dolls so that they could possess them. <laughs> Don Julian passed away of a heart attack in 2001 in the exact same place in the canal where he found the drowned little girl. And his nephew now owns the island and it is a tourist location and a must do for many paranormal investigators. Now I say tourist destination loosely because while it might be called a tourist attraction or a tourist destination, it is actually extremely hard to get to. You have to take a small rowboat or small motorboat to get to the island. And it takes about an hour and a half or even longer depending on the boat. It is very remote and while there are people that live in the area around the canals, it is still out in the middle of nowhere. Now, I'm not sure if it is still this way, but apparently for a while you could not just go to the island because Mexico got them in trouble for not paying a tourism tax. I'm not 100% sure if that's true or not. I'm just taking information from various videos that I saw of YouTubers going there, but they were all during the day and they weren't really going there for any paranormal investigations. They were more just going to check it out. But people still pay people to take them to the island anyway. The popularity of Doll Island even has other islands that make fake ones trying to pass it off as the originals. And of course they do this for money. But I'm talking about the original Island of the Dolls. Some of the boat captains are so superstitious about the area that they will refuse to take you to the island, and I am about to tell you why. There are many scary paranormal claims that have come from the island and many locals are terrified of it. Like I said earlier, this area is full of La Llorona sightings. I found a theory that Don Julian might have seen one of La Llorona's victims because she is known to drown children. Others think that the water is cursed by the people who died during the Revolutionary War. They believe that after Don Julian was being bothered by the little girl's spirit to get more dolls, the other lost souls also began wanting more and more dolls so they have something to possess. While others think that the dolls might bring energy to the area and the ghosts can feed off of it so they demanded more. There is also a theory that the spirit or multiple spirits on the island are from the time of the Aztecs and that they are evil. 
We may never know the true answers, who is there, but here are some of the claims people have brought back from their time on and around the island. Like I said before, the island is hard to get to, so we don't have much in the way of what I would call actual ghost hunting evidence. But there have been a few teams that were lucky enough to be allowed to do a night investigation on the island. Ghost Adventures did one in 2014, and the TV show called Expedition X did an investigation there in 2020. I also think that Destination Truth got to do an investigation there, but I couldn't find the episode. I looked really hard to find the full episode online and I couldn't, so I'm not 100% sure if that's true or not. Many locals refuse to go to the island. They think that it is full of ancient evil energy. I ran across some accounts online of people claiming that they felt possessed while traveling near the island. One of these stories came to me from watching the Ghost Adventures episode. In the story, they were talking to a man who had an experience while he was out in the canal near the island. He said he was cruising along the canal when he suddenly heard the sound of drums. The drums got louder and louder until he felt something enter his body. His family got so scared of him that they brought him to a shaman to get an exorcism. And he claims that he saw a spirit leave his body. When Ghost Adventures went to the island in 2014, Don Julian's nephew told the crew that the dolls would sometimes move and talk. It was also common to hear whispers as if one of the dolls were trying to speak to you. The sound of dolls crying, laughing, talking, and even walking has been reported. Now, like I said, not very many people are allowed on the island, especially at night, so it's hard to get any real evidence. But we did have the ghost adventures that went to the island. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm leery of most ghost investigation shows. While I love them and I do watch some of them, uh, ghost adventures has never been my favorite. I think they get evidence, but I think they hype it up so much and Zach Baggins usually freaks out so much that I, I try not to watch them. But I had heard about this episode of the Island of the Dolls episode and um, finally this gave me a reason to watch it for the first time. So I watched it yesterday and I took notes while I was watching it, but I have to admit I might believe this episode and here's why. Because usually Zach is overdramatic, big, loud. The whole time he was on this investigation, he was actually extremely quiet because he said on the show that he already had a fear of dolls. So just doing this investigation, he was creeped out. But when he got to the island, he became like Honestly, I wish he would investigate like how he was on this island all the time. He was quieter. He wasn't as loud and crazy and yelling, you know, like, come at me demons down hallways, you know, silly stuff like that. He was really honestly scared and so was his crew. And that to me made me want to believe this a little bit more than his other episodes. So here are the findings from Ghost Adventures. Right off the bat when they got there for their night investigation, they were freaked out. They heard a weird sound as if something was running through the property as the boat was coming ashore. They got off the boat and the boat had to leave them on the island and go off to go pick up the rest of their crew and uh, equipment. So it was just three of them on the island, Zach and two of his other guys. I, sorry, I don't know their names well enough. Okay, so I'm just going to go over really quickly the evidence that they claim happened on the island. And um, I, 
like I said, it was very scary. There were moments where I even got the chills and I was thinking if I was in that situation and this is 100% real and I know that no one's messing with me or that this was faked, I would have probably uh, peed my pants. So I'm just going to give you a rundown of what happened when they got to the island. So they were there. The boat left. They were waiting for, they had to wait. Remember, it takes an hour to go. So they had to wait a good another hour or so for their friends to come or the rest of the crew to come. So they were talking about where to set up base camp. They weren't really even sure what to do yet. And then they heard a sound like cans getting thrown. So they go over where they think they hear the noise and they do see some old cans laying around. There are some candles that are extinguished for the night and um, it's a little mini fire pit that was also out for the night because um, Don Julian's nephew comes to the island every day to leave like a little shrine section out for everyone, for the, for the dolls and the spirits and stuff. So they were looking at that. They turn around. They walk away. I, I don't think there was any way somebody could have done something off camera unless they are geniuses and they were able to splice the video so seamlessly. So they just walk away and they walk up kind of to go up these stairs to like a little lip in the island. And in one of the cameras, you see all of a sudden a glow and everyone turns around and the little mini fire pit was lit and it wasn't like it just had started lighting that thing was already like a huge little flame going up in there and they got freaked out it scared them so much and they couldn't explain it and that is another reason why I think that was real because I swear sometimes they go in and they act like stuff happens but when stuff actually happens to them they honestly get scared and they think that's what happened and they were only in that area for about 20 minutes by the time that happened. So when the rest of the crew got there, they set up their whole base camp and they went about the investigation. Now, Zach being Zach brought something special with him to the island. The most haunted doll in the world, supposedly. Its name is Harold the Doll. I will be doing a full episode on Harold the Doll very soon, so I'm not going to give you the background of him now. But he is extremely haunted, cursed, what have you. Anything bad has always happened to the person who owns it, except for, of course, apparently Zach. But anyway, he wanted to bring this extremely cursed and haunted doll to the island to see what would happen. So Zach and one of his camera guys go into a shed that is full of dolls because everything there is, and he's about to open Harold's case when out of nowhere, a cat goes crazy. It sounds like a cat fight, kind of, and Zach and his work, his camera guy, of course, freak out because it was super quiet up until that moment. Honestly, I would have too, even if it just was a cat. Here's the kicker. The cat goes out of the shed. They scream. They run out of the shed too, and a doll on the wall starts laughing like evil, creepy little doll laugh. So then they got really scared and they did not want to go back in that room. They finally forced themselves back in there and then they checked all the dolls and I mean, sure, I guess there could have been batteries in one of them, but they whacked every single doll they could get their hands on. They checked, they opened them, their backs a little bit, all that stuff. They were all old. Wiring was like ripped out of most of them. So I don't think, I don't know. Could have been a battery, but if I heard that in that place, even if it was a battery-operated doll, I would still freak out. So I think their freak out is warranted, and it was such a timing thing because just the, it's just weird timing. He's about to open Harold the doll, and all that energy just goes off at once. Very, very creepy. 
They picked up some other noises, what sounded like rustling, walking around. They also picked up uh, what sounded like someone screaming, but, you know, there are other islands, so who knows? It could have been, I guess, a neighbor very far away. Also, they picked up an EVP that said something like, I don't like her, which was kind of interesting in English, and maybe that was from Harold the Doll, because eventually Zach does bring Harold the Doll out after he, like, manned up from his first incident, and he put a camera on it, thermal imaging, and what was, I will admit, this is weird, Harold the Doll, allegedly, I mean, I saw it with with the thermal imaging camera, it looked like Harold the doll was was admitting heat from where it was sitting. Like the little heat signature was getting bigger and bigger around Harold, which is very, very weird. So Ghost Adventures for the first time, I actually like this episode and I probably won't be watching any more of them, but that honestly scared the heck out of me. And it was kind of funny because I was in the middle of typing everything up and I started feeling like I was being watched just from the creep of everything. So I went to bed and I kind of went to bed with a light on because I really did get freaked out. But they're not the only investigators that have had a chance to go to this island. Expedition X, for example, went in 2020. And they had some really weird stuff happen to them as well. First of all, they talked to a few new witnesses that I had never been able to find online. One of the witnesses said that she went to the island to steal a doll on a dare. The dare was you had to go by yourself and steal a doll. So she went to the island and she said once she got on, she felt like she was being watched. As she got further into the island, she claims that she saw a shadow figure of a little girl standing near one of the huts. Then she felt like she was being physically attacked and she felt extremely ill. She ran back to the boat and got out of there, and she said she's never felt such dark energy in her life. The second witness was a canal guide, and he said he'd been going to the island and by the island since he was six years old. The last time he went with a friend to the island, they both saw the ghost of a warrior-like figure, and they both felt the sense of dread, and they ran out of there as fast as they could. Now, every time he goes past the island, he's always really scared, and he makes sure he's never alone. Before I go on, just to give you a quick background of Expedition X, the TV show, it is hosted by Josh Gates, who is has a lot of shows on Discovery, and he has, like, what he calls his team. So he's got a f- scientist named Phil Torres, who's the skeptic in the group. And then he has a paranormal researcher, Jessica Cobbett, I think is how you say her name. And her job is to investigate reports of the supernatural. So Josh Gates will send them off into these new locations and they have to both come at it with a paranormal perspective and a scientific perspective. I just found this show and I absolutely love it and I will definitely be watching more. Okay, so Josh sends his team out to Doll Island to experience it for themselves. Phil is on the skeptical side, so he wants to check and see if the canals contain methane gas that makes people kind of hallucinate and see things. And, of course, Jessica, as the paranormal researcher side, believes in haunted dolls because of how many stories there are out there of haunted dolls. So they did this in 2020 before the pandemic. Now, keep in mind, Ghost Adventures was there a long time ago now in 2014, and a lot has changed. 
People in the area have claimed that the energy has increased and it is now more on the evil side than it ever has been. So much so that when they went to the island, they found out that Don Julian's nephew refuses to stay on the island at night anymore. Before, he was kind of comfortable with staying the night there. Now he refuses. He showed the team around and inside one of the doll huts, I believe it was the same doll hut that Zach was in when he had his experience, but I'm not 100% sure because there are multiple um, shacks, but they went into this one shack and Jessica started feeling really like drained and sick. And then she suddenly started crying out of nowhere and had to run out of the area at the exact same time that she began feeling all of her energy getting drained. One of their cameras went out on them and then it lost all its footage and audio. The crew was honestly shaken up over this and they were pretty freaked out. This island can do that to you. I've noticed that when they were pulling up to the island and you round the bend and you see the dolls hanging there, that Phil, the skeptic, the one who thinks all of this is just silly, stood up and was staring at the island in horror. He honestly looked terrified to enter. So even if the island is just creepy because everyone's got a weird thing about dolls, it's still very spooky. Don Julian's nephew did not want them staying the night. He actually said that he doesn't allow night investigations anymore. So they had to go back to the mainland and think about a strategy. They waited for a few days and then they were able to convince Don Julian's nephew that they could stay since they had a professional ghost hunter joining them. The professional ghost hunter they brought was Jason Hawes, who was from the previous Ghost Hunters TV show, now host of Ghost Nation. When they got there to start the investigation, Jason was even a little creeped out and he's been to a lot of scary places. Right off the bat, after they started investigating, they began hearing strange noises like something walking around them, also whispers out of the dark, and they were also in Spanish, which didn't help because the only one who could speak Spanish there was Phil. While Jess and Jason were doing the paranormal investigation, Phil was actually collecting samples of water from the water's edge to test his methane gas theory. So after a long time of investigating and hearing very strange things like whispers, movement, people walking, stuff like that, Jess decided to go back to the shed where she had her first experience when they got there a couple days before. So she was in there for a solo. She said she was gonna do 30 minutes alone inside the shed. And while she was there, sitting in the middle of the floor, a light turned on on its own. Phil told Jess how to ask for it to be turned off in Spanish, and she asked if the entity could do it again. The entity did, and it went on and off and then back on to the brighter setting. The skeptic Phil ran into the shed, took the light, and said, just in case for faulty wiring, we can't rule this out, and took it away. So then she sat inside the shed, and at first, I think she was a little annoyed. I, I really do. I think she was annoyed because as paranormal investigators, we know that sometimes if you kind of interrupt the energy, it'll just die off. And at first, I think that's what Jess thought was happening. Like, great, he interrupted. Now they're not going to come back because they got scared. But right at the end, like with 10 minutes left, they started hearing the weirdest sound, like almost as if something short was tapping or knocking on the shed behind her, but from the outside. Then there was an unexplainable shadow movement that went around the top of the shed. At the same time, a doll started swaying. Jess 
was told this because Jason and Phil were watching from the outside on the cameras. They told her what doll was swaying. So she walked over to see it and she realized, yes, it's the only doll swaying. There's no wind. And as she's explaining all of this into the mic, into the uh, walkie talkie, I'm not kidding you. A doll said, mama. And she freaked out and so would I. That was what they picked up. And then later when they went over their investigations, they also caught an EVP of someone saying, help me in Spanish. Overall, it was another creepy investigation that might prove that Doll Island is actually truly haunted. Oh, and Phil's water samples turned out to be not enough methane gas to give anyone hallucinations. So the question remains, what exactly is haunting Doll Island and do you believe that Doll Island is cursed? Let me know in the comments down below. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really like doing this one, but like I said, I got really creeped out doing it. And I'm sorry that I had to talk about ghost shows so much, but that's really the only evidence that you can find out there. It's just such an obscure place. And even though everyone wants to go there, you just can't go there unless you know how to bribe people to get in. Definitely a place that I know I'm never going to bother trying to go to because I don't want to go there. It just freaks me out too much. Like I said, I'm not really afraid of dolls, but I try not to go places where I know that there's supposedly dark energy. I just can't handle it. I'm too sensitive for all that jazz. So anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I had fun making it and I can't wait to be back here with another fun bonus episode for you guys. Until then, make sure to stay healthy and safe and thank you guys again so much for your support. I'll see you guys back here soon. Bye everybody.